Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I will thank the sponsors first, you know, Top Spinning, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Another father and son team, exceptional, Ron and Rhett Palmer, mainstays on the show circuit here. I try to hit their table each time. Actually, I should say tables, plural. <laughs> In fact, I think you guys have 12 tables. <laughs> Welcome, Ron and Rhett Palmer. Tell us how you got started and, and how much fun you're having and how you're doing it together. Welcome. Do you want to start? Thank you for having yeah. us, first of all. Yes. It means a lot. Well, looking forward to it, Rhett. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where I was going to start. So thank you. I guess this started back for me when I was younger. Love sports cards. Kind of high school and college made spending money there along with having fun with it. And I got out of it until, until Rhett got up into the age to where I understood that he enjoyed sports. I thought it was something that we could do together. So we started frequenting shows when he was about seven or eight and he enjoyed it quite a bit. He had acquired a little bit of a collection and so had I starting back over. So when he was probably nine or 10, so it's been close to 10 years now, we just decided to get a table one time and set up just to see how we would do and enjoy the show that way. That's how it started for us. It's gravitated to what you know now as, as multiple tables. I noticed you guys, right after you bought that humongous collection, you were breaking down gradually. And every time I'd come to another show, you'd have additional stuff. Uh, yes. that was, uh, I won't say it was untouched, but it had been lovingly taken care of from a collector that had what I noticed, some different variations or some things I'm looking for. There were base cards, but there were some interesting base cards. There were some parallels some interesting parallels, somebody that was really a serious collector and you guys broke it down and that's hard to do. And I appreciated you doing that just to put it in the sports, but who's doing that, Ron? Is that Rex or are y'all doing that together? Are you buying together? Are you uh, sorting and organizing together? What's the division of labor? Because whatever you're doing, it seems to work. Everything is, is together. That's the way we started this and the way we'd like for it to be. We actually had two collections at the same time that were very large and, and both of them were I would say tedious because everything was in binders and it, it takes time to pull those out of binders to be able to put in a box so that you can display it better at a table. How many hours a week would you say that we were? For a week, we probably put in about 30 hours each yeah. into these boxes alongside school and work. It became very tedious and it was really all we did outside of our normal everyday. I'm trying to do sports card insights. So I've done those kind of things. I don't know that I was at the humongous thing that you had, but if there's two things I do. I'm wondering if you do. One is when I'm taking cards out of the plastic sheets, I put on some gloves because my cuticles get massacred if I keep sticking my fingers in there. Number two, and of course, I'm older than you guys. I'm able to do it now without looking. So I can watch TV while I'm taking the cards out. Now, you got to be careful. What you're hoping is it's not the old-fashioned Plastic sheets. <laughs> the, ones they thick ones. the old yeah. you can, they're hermetically sealed. You guys multitask when you're doing it. Obviously, you could talk back and forth, but that's a lot of work. We typically don't wear gloves. Gloves make me feel uncomfortable when working with just about anything, unless it's disgusting. But we are able to multitask very well when it comes to the car because he's done it since he was young and I've done it for nearly a decade now. And I worked with binders so much when I was younger. Okay. Is there anything that Ron hates to do that you love to do, Red? Or vice <laughs> Are you guys wrong? Because um, this is too good to be true. <laughs> I 
naturally am really good at that tedious work that is just repetition that everyone seems to just not enjoy as much. I find a lot of joy in that. I've always enjoyed sorting, working on things and getting it in order. I've always enjoyed that before cards since I was early elementary school years. Yes. That helps a lot with me being able to do that while dad takes care of some more higher end top dollar, more brain stuff sometimes. Yeah, I have a what I'll call a high stress job. Sometimes having something that's mind numbing is is very good. I enjoy that piece of it. He's right. We'll both go through. We'll both pull cards out. As we're multitasking, we're also looking at cards just to make sure that if there's anything that's more expensive, then it typically goes into another stack. We start going through is it gradable and, and the different areas there. You know, Ron, uh, Rhett just graduated from high school. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question. I know you're biased. But in this age of where STEM is important, science and technology, engineering, math, I'm a math guy. What extra credit should Rhett get for his involvement in the hobby? What courses should he place out of when he goes to college? What major is a bullseye for him and what courses should he place out of based on his work experience? I think he's learned a lot about business, which is one reason I wanted him in this hobby. I was able to introduce him to other people. He was able to get exposure to the public. He was able to learn how to provide good customer service. But, but most of all, I think he's learned what a, a red line and a blue line is and, and, and a black line to be able to adjust the income, how to buy, how to sell, where you buy that, and where do you sell it so that you can make some money while you're enjoying and doing something anytime. Are you an analytical guy or some people are people and some are numbers people? I'm more of a numbers guy, but what are you looking forward to do more of? I mean, in customer service and being involved with the public or for me, I'm happy to just sit around and go through cards. <laughs> Not all the time. But I try to be balanced, introvert, extrovert. If I'm around people all the time, that wears me out more than mm -hmm. the other way. But how do you see yourself being... Because what you're doing now is pretty balanced, I think. As much as I love spending time with cards, I do enjoy the people aspect of it more. I'm more of an extroverted individual. Okay. So it's easier for me to talk to people rather than sit down and force myself to sit and work because I'm all over the place. He, Dad can tell you I get carried away with things that I shouldn't get carried away with, to be quite honest. So working with people has become very enjoyable for me. That's the aspect that I enjoy more about the entire card business, getting to know people. You handle yourself well, but it just seems to me, because I always try to look at things different, is it seems unusual that you're there and you're on your feet. Both of y'all are on your feet literally the whole time. I wasn't seeing a bunch of carpet back there. So you're on your feet and you and Rhett, you're you you y'all both have great customer service, but you're doing customer service to people that are sitting in chairs and you're standing up. They're older than you, you're younger than them. <clears throat> Does it feel awkward, Red, or it's just a person with a need and you're going to help them? I've never really seen people through their age or gender or any of that. I just see a person who's here looking at cards, trying to enjoy a weekend, trying to get away from their normal everyday life. I try to help them just escape into that wonderful world of cards that I know so well. Do you mind if they ask you dumb questions? No question's ever really dumb to me. I enjoy it when the questions might be less educated because I can help educate them more in the card industry, help them enjoy it just as much as I do. Because I've heard people come up and ask you if you have any Juan Gonzalez cards or something like that. Yeah. You say, uh, yes, we do. They're in all these boxes that say <laughs> and it's not under G. It could be anywhere and everywhere. Pull up a chair. Okay. So 
Ron, you're happy in your job. So this is a, but it's stressful. So this is a really, this has been a great side gig for you. Is the bonus that it's lucrative or is the bonus that you get to work with your son? They're both bonuses. Yeah, they're both bonuses. They definitely are. When Rhett and I started this, I was hoping that it would turn into something that we could do for both of our lives, not not just through high school or through college. I knew there would be some sort of breaking point somewhere to where it was going to be more difficult for one or both of us to, to manage it. Still, it's something that I've always thought we could do together. That was the number one driver. The money that comes with it has just been a bonus. Rhett started at an early age. Was there an age where you said he's got it and you could you know, take an hour to go have lunch and let him handle everything and know that everything was fine? Was there a year or a grade where you said Rhett really gets this? He's going to make good decisions? Even early on, I felt comfortable leaving him knowing that he was responsible enough to make a decision that he thought he could make. But if he needed help, he could call me on the phone or, or you know, to bring me back to the table. But I would say probably somewhere late middle school, that transition into high school is when I knew I could just I could let him go and he would make the decisions that needed to be made and make mistakes sometimes and learn from. That's going to happen now and in life. He's That's so good at making decisions that I think I now prefer working with you, Ron. <laughs> Red is pretty decisive sometimes. And so, hey, Ron, where are you? <laughs> you get a second opinion here. <laughs> but y'all back each other, and I, I love that. But again, if you've organized it together, if you've sorted together, if you've been discussing as your de-sleeving cards, you're going to be pretty in sync, not just because of the DNA, but you have a shared experience. I don't know that I'd call it a shared struggle. But it's work. Even when you love it, it, like Rhett's saying, it's still 30 hours. And sometimes it's a struggle. It, it's not always as, as nice as we're talking right now. My wife says that we're fighting sometimes. We just say we're discussing things. But yeah, we, we have some heated conversations sometimes, which isn't bad either. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think I know who the tougher guy is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did an episode. I was talking about how, you know, people would pop in the old first base and They'd see who was behind the counter. If it was an easier guy, they'd go in and they'd buy a bunch of stuff. And if it was one of the tough guys like me or Gerbis, they, they'd go, oh, I, I think I'll come back later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the buys, because you've got to have new inventory, do you have a joint social media presence or do you have a parallel social media presence with uh, Rhett separately and you separately or, you, or, or is all that together? Believe it or not, we don't do anything social media when it comes to, to sports cards at all. Every, every, I'll have a Facebook uh, presence. You don't? No, sir. Okay. Okay. Nothing. So where are you getting these collections? Word of mouth. Relationships we built over the years. Honestly, people just don't want to do the work and, and we're willing to put it in. So they'll come to us to pass that off and we'll take it. And we typically prefer to do that just because both of us are more extroverted. Social media, although we can use it, it's not a preferred way mm -hmm. for us to do business. We like that personable, that, that touch. <clears throat> I hear you. It's just the engagement can be the problem with digital media is their goal is to make it stick. sticky when it's impersonal is just bogs you. I, I guess you could be de-sleeving cards while you're uh, perusing your social media. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, on the other hand, I'm with you on that. Ron, what have you learned from Rhett over these last few years? What's either inspired you or what have you noticed that you think, wow, I, I can learn that from my son? Number one, it's just been fun to watch him grow up and become a man. I, I grew up in customer service, but he has helped me hone my skills even more. So you, you brought that up and mentioned it earlier. 
Um, just very impressed how he has a natural presence with people just to be able to talk with them and, and make friends with anybody. It's good to see. Brett, what'd you learn from your dad? You spent more than half your life working with your dad, which is awesome. But what, what are, what's one or two things you've learned from your dad? To be quite honest with you, I don't know where to begin. He's taught me so much. Although I have natural people skills, he has taught me how to hone those into being welcoming, being able to talk to people in a business sense and in a personal sense and be able to differentiate between that. He's taught me just about anything business sense has come from him. I've been very blessed to have such an open-hearted, kind father that would allow to work with me through all of like allowing me to fail. I've had about 10 breakdowns, just boohoo crying behind a card table because I thought I messed up. And he was just like, that's how the industry works. You've got to be on your toes and learn how to work through that and make that money back that you might've just lost a few hundred dollars there. I've been very blessed to have that. You're going to crush me if I was the cause of that. I'm really hoping I... <laughs> but I will say this, you guys, one of the reasons I go to your table is because your batting average for putting stuff in the right place is about 99%. But what that means, that's interesting for me, that means out of a monster box, 98%, let's say. Okay, so 98%. So <laughs> that means two out of 100 might be misplaced. And if they're in my favor, that means out of a monster box, if I take the time to look at a, a 5,000 count box, then two out of every 100 is 100 cards. Yeah. Maybe you put in there that should have been in a better box. That's a great batting error. I probably would bring it to your attention. If I were going through one of your boxes and I was pulling out all the cards, I would say this is mislabeled. <laughs> but there's enough decent stuff mm -hmm. in there for me and Rich to go through it, but not so much that I think this is not fair to you guys. You're generally doing, and I don't want you to improve. <laughs> 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 I don't want competition. Again, I, I, I'm inspired by your father and son enjoyment of the hobby. When you're there for the weekend, it ought to be with somebody you enjoy being with. And what better to be the son with the dad and the dad with the son. Ron and Red Palmer, thanks for giving me enjoyment and many others. I hope y'all are around together for a long time because that'll mean I'm having a good time checking in with you and occasionally picking up some stuff. Thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the